the Saudi, uh, you know, debacle continues. Let me read you some tweets that people are saying as everyone logs in here. Let me read you some of these people's tweets because they're just like, this debacle just doesn't end, has no end to it in sight. People are signing up. They're getting back pricing that was way beyond the first page of pricing that they got. Okay. And then when they try to pay, they can't pay. They try to pay, they can't pay. One guy took 48 hours trying to pay. Couldn't pay. Finally, when you did pay, they said that we couldn't receive your payment. So he received on his end, didn't receive on their end. Now check this out. Iman TV says, What is happening with the new Hajj system? After being selected for Hajj and paying 12,000 pounds... To complete the booking, we get a message saying the booking has failed. Oh my God. Sorry, your booking has failed. Nothing has failed here except Travelizzi's, Travizzi's, uh reputation. All right, this is from uh, Before Bengali. says, once you are selected, then you won't be able to select a package. Once you manage to select a package, you won't be able to make the payment. Once you're able to make the payment, they will refuse your booking and refund you the amount. Then the realization hits. Well done at Hajj Ministry and at Mohu N. NYZ48 on Twitter says, SubhanAllah, amazed how the whole process has been handled. Approved, then pending. Everyone is frustrated about something. I wish you could have done your homework before launching it at this time and at this scale. Manuka says, I'm from the U.S. My bank charges an extra 3% foreign transaction fee. So my total fee ups to 5%. And that ends up being over $1,000. My God. Yeah, the payment companies and the banks are making a killing from these payments. Wow. Ezad says, Salam, Mutawif, you took the Hajj money, 10,000 great British pounds to be exact. Then you tell me the booking failed. You advise you will refund. But why accept me for Hajj only to snatch it away? So they, this poor guy basically got his booking. He got approved. He made the payment. This guy named Azad. When the payment went through, they told him your booking failed. He said, but you took the money. They said, we'll send you the money back. Then what was the point of approving him in the first place? Unreal. Oh, Matowif sometimes responds. Please get in touch with your bank and authorize the package payment and avoid any interruptions. But the this guy, Ibtihad, replies, it happened with me too, but the payment is already gone, so it's not the bank's issue. Th- th- these tweets do not end. There's no nihaya to these tweets. It just keeps going and going and going, and you keep seeing more and more of this absurdity. Hadia uh, Eisenfeld says, Assalamu alaikum. What does it mean? Sorry, your booking has failed. So now, if you're not keeping in touch with this, so Saudi's taken over the hedge bookings. You don't book through companies anymore. You go through these through a website that Saudi put up, and they paid a Hindu company 
or company owned by BJP investors. BJP, of course, these are people who hate Muslims, right? So they're managing it, but they're totally botching the whole thing out. Okay? And people had trouble making the payments. When they learn how much the price is, they end up actually not even knowing uh, the actual price until afterwards. Then when they get the actual price, they make the payment, and then it tells you the booking failed. I've been transferring all the money, and when the final payment was done, I get the message, sorry, your booking failed. I'm getting really uneasy here, and now the money is gone from my account, and I have no booking. That's Hedia Eisfelder. As I said, the tweets don't end. Keep going for the complaint. Sayyid Liaqat Ali says, after making the payment, your visa issuance form doesn't accept the UK postcode and your address box doesn't accept the house number. You just can't make this stuff up. It's a disaster. This whole mutawif.com.sa. Ryan, did you get the security code that came in or no? I didn't get it. But the, the worst thing about this is like hedges in like a week and a half. Hedges a week and a half. How's anyone to do this? It's ridiculous. All right, try again, Ryan. Adam Den, to all my brothers and sisters who have not been chosen yet, believe me, it gets worse with this company. I'm from the USA and got an email this morning to choose my package and pay for it. Prices for the cheapest packages, silver and gold, were around 6500 And now it's 11000 Like the first advertisement, 6500 So you start making your plans, blah, blah, blah. Now it's at 11000 Even when you decide one of the packages and payments is good for you, it doesn't go through. And your credit card is rejected. I called. I waited over an hour. Okay? Then got a hold of one of them who said, he'll get back to me in a minute. And he never got back to me. And the call was ended. Maryam Khalid says, in my application it says, pending next to mine in my husband's name. The fiasco continues with Mutawif.com and Travizi. Them in the ridiculous, ridiculous operation here. Dili Hussein at Five Pillars. This is a pretty popular um, British news organization. Who's responsible for destroying the hopes and dreams of Western Hujaj this year? This has become like one of our snacks to, to snack on the the news of this Hajj situation. Okay. Did it come through yet? The heck? Get a new code. I'll send it to you again. All right. Thousands of prospect, prospective pilgrims from the UK who are due to fly out for Hajj this month had their dreams shattered abruptly and at the last minute, including myself, writes Dili Hussein. Okay. In February, my wife and I, along with my five siblings, made the intention and booked our Hajj with Amana Tours. So far, so good. This would be the first visit to the house of Allah for all of us. It was a huge decision. Considering we are the first group of pilgrimage, uh, pilgrims outside Saudi to make the Hajj after two years since the COVID pandemic hit. We paid 53,000 pounds which is 7,500 pounds a pop for an 18-day premium package 
and we're set to fly out on June 30th. We got the vaccinations, we got the boosters, we got the meningitis, we got everything. Now going into Ramadan, we are mentally and spiritually preparing ourselves for the biggest journey of our lives. Never been to Hajj, they're going with the whole family now. Maybe it's going to your spam, by the way. All right, we made amends with those whom we've wronged and those who wronged us. We settled financial debts, as which is encouraged in the Sharia. Alhamdulillah, we were informed towards the end of Ramadan that our booking is secured and finalized with Amana Tours, okay, for Hajj 2020. All that remained was the issuance of the visa and the flight details, which we expected in four to five weeks. But as we approached the end of May, rumors started circulating online that Hajj operators have been left in the dark about booking by the Ministry of Hajj and Umrah. And issuing visas and flight details simply was not happening. There were possibilities that there would be drastic changes. Not this year, we imagined. That's what you all thought. Like, okay, drastic changes, but not this year. You're not going to do it like this year, right? Following social media conversations and growing speculations as to why those who have booked and prepaid for their hedge in full had not yet been contracted, contacted, I reached out to Amanitours and other prominent operators to inquire, what's the delay all about? And all my friends, they're all contacting me. What is going on? What's all these delays? Because I was supposed to lead the group. To my surprise, I was told they know nothing either. The hedge ministry of KSA had indeed not been in touch with anybody either. Like, complete silence. They said, remain hopeful and make dua. On Tuesday, June 2nd, the rumors of major changes to hedge bookings by the Saudi authorities that had been widely circulated for two weeks were finally confirmed. Haramain Info, which is the Twitter and the Facebook handles, read, a new online system and platform is expected to be launched by the Ministry of Hajj within the coming week. At that point, I knew that the dreams of tens of thousands of Hajj, UK, Canada, Australia, Europe, US, would be shattered. In addition, Hajj and Umrah operator industry that Muslims had trusted and relied on for decades had just been put out of business overnight. You all are like, oh, they were making too much money. Do you think those margins are disappearing? That Saudi's giving them to charity? They're taking it for themselves. And it's going to Trevisi, Hindu BJP, supporting company. In addition to this, the Hajj and Umrah uh, uh, operators, of course, out of business overnight. Haramein Info also advised pilgrims who booked and prepaid for their hajj to start requesting refunds, resulting in a chaotic scramble to refund thousands of hajjads. But look, from the time that people made their payments to the time that the hajj is supposed to happen, don't those people have to work? So they use the money for salary, right? They use the money for salary, like a lot of it. So when you come to, 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 to refund the money, that's not all there all the time, Right? Common sense if you know anything about how to run a business. An administrative nightmare. Since a portion of that money was already paid to hotels and services, now there's a domino effect. Now they have to go to the hotels and seek a refund. Okay? They have to go to the airlines and pull back their deposits or whatever. Travel uh, the uh, booking agents. The overhaul to the traditional method of booking hajj through tour guides and operators meant there was no consideration or preference to those hojaj who had booked and paid months ago. This new online porter 
that would allow you to book directly with a single company of the Saudi government's choice was now open to all. Right? You did this while people had already made a booking. This is what makes no sense. For those wondering why this was a problem, when the money-hungry operators, quote-unquote, had been cut out of the equations, how fair was this to those who had made the intention to make Hajj in February or in March, paid in full, booked, annual leave from work, made child care arrangements, settled debts, mentally and spiritually prepared, and now you're not flying out. How many of our elderly, they're not internet savvy, they're not tech savvy, unable to complete the steps and upload passports, headshots, vaccine certifications, smartphones, laptops, compressing files, all for the first, and those whose first language isn't English or Arabic. They have no children to help them. And they had normally would have relied on operators and agents. I say this to those who smugly celebrated this change at an unacceptable short notice because of their own bad experience and grievances they had with operators. That's really the problem. They have grievance with operators, so they got happy. And some people, they're just jealous. Anyone they see is making a buck, doing well in life, they just get jealous. Well, it happens, right? Oh, they're making money. So what are you waking up at 9 in the morning to do? Charity? Making poverty? Everyone's making money. Everyone's trying to make money. You're trying to make more money too. Okay. And and then our understanding of fiqh is that Allah specified in hajj, it is something that's permissible for making money. Okay. Fihi manafi'un nas. Sorry. Hajj. The verse of hajj on that's what it means go look at the tafsir so that they could be there for personal benefit because the trip there takes effort and time and resources the trip back takes efforts and time and resources because of grievances they had the vast majority of Muslims who welcomed this change online were not making hajj this year and they were actually celebrating this while criticizing operators and saying the, the price was so good, blah, blah, blah. How is the price any good? When you actually come to pay, it's almost like double. A thousand of the prospective hujjaj, as, as thousands of prospective hujjaj, nervously waited for the announcement of this new online portal system. At the same time, thousands were also waiting to be refunded for their prepaid bookings by operators. On Monday, June 6th, the Mutawif website had gone live. While Mutawif describes itself as the leading hajj service portal. Leading? You have no competition. There's only one. How are you leading? It's important to note that a Middle East Eye investigation revealed that an individual involved in helping facilitate millions of dollars worth of investment to Trevisi, okay, the Dubai-based company, okay, wait, had ties to Nahendra Modi and the Hindu... Bratbaviya Janata Party, BJP. These people who are the avowed enemies of Muslims. If this wasn't concerning enough, rumors also had started circulating sensitive data and documents of applicants would be shared with Saudi and Emirati intelligence. Of course it will be. As well as the Israeli spyware Pegasus being remotely installed on the phones of those who submitted their mobile phone numbers on the applications. Okay. So, Emirati intelligence, Israeli intelligence, we're all going to get all your information. 
While these rumors cannot be substantiated, I'm, that's just nothing. Th that idea is nothing to me. It's not even like something that you would, that I don't think they would hesitate to do that. Yeah. They, they don't have this tradition of like privacy and freedom that we imagine here. It's in our heads here in America. They don't have that stuff. The guy went and chopped a guy up in Turkey and got away with it. It's unsurprising why such claims get traction in light of Saudi, UAE, and Israel's normalization of relations. Okay? Both countries using Israeli spyware to crack down on domestic dissidents. By the time Wotelwolf's online portal went live, my wife and younger brother sadly decided to pull out of the family hedge due to the mass uncertainty pertaining to the price package, the duration of the trip, the absence of, entr of entrusted people, of knowledge they had hoped would guide them to fulfill their obligation, obligatory hedge rituals. In short, they were not willing to be guinea pigs to this new experiment and this new system. The moment of truth for supporters and critics of this new hedge infrastructure had come. Would hedge prices be cheaper or more expensive? How easy would it be to apply with all the relevant documents? Would it be first come, first serve? Would group bookings be allowed? All these questions. Okay? To answer some of these questions, hedge prices initially appeared 800 to 1,500 pounds, British pounds, cheaper compared to the average price of a premium package via the UK operators. The package also varied. There were silver, gold, and platinum. Silver package, the cheapest, didn't include Medina, did not include food at Mina. Okay? And while it offered a shorter 12-day trip, it automatically became a 16- to 18-day trip after you selected it. Your childcare is going to be messed up. Your, your days off from work is going to be messed up. Group bookings of up to nine people were allowed, but Mutawaf was also advised, also advised people on social media to submit individual applications to increase the chances of being selected. Okay? But the above was merely the tip of the iceberg for the circus show that followed. I was going to use another word, which is one syllable, but it's haram to say those words, but he used the word circus show. The first word that came to mind was haram. So we'll use what he said, circus show. Expectedly, the Mutawaf portal frequently crashed in the first 24 hours after going live. Applications were lost after documents were uploaded because the site kept freezing due to high traffic volume from across the Western world. People were struggling to upload their documents because files had to be a particular size and format. People were forced to enter a middle name to proceed with their applicants, but were contacted later to amend their bookings because they inserted none or not applicable, N.A., as their middle name, which doesn't show up on their passport. Oh my gosh. So the, the software is asking for something, they look at it, and it's not matching the passport of the person. Pricing of the packages wasn't set or remotely accurately to what was initially displayed, with Motowif stating in their terms and conditions that prices would change subject to the hotels and flights selected by successful applicants. Hedge packages were not ATOL protected, meaning the security of getting your money back. If anything went wrong, getting your money back. You're not dealing with some Western company with suit and ties and insurances and reputations. You're dealing with person, a company that's got no competition. Go, get, go to court in Saudi. Good luck with your, with your chances there. Not going to happen. The refund process was unclear. Internationally collecting money in a state where I don't think court of like law or law and order is 
something that's, you know, uh, held to high regard. The refund process is not something that you should have a lot of hope in. But Mutawif did state, if the visas were rejected, an unspecified fee would be deducted for the total, from the total booking price. Why? Their UK customer service helpline dialed out and most applicants weren't able to speak to any advisors. I guarantee you, it's just like a dude in an office, random office somewhere. Dozens of applicants claimed that Mutawif customer service email responses were generic and automated and never specific to their applicants or queries. People were being private messaged on Twitter and Instagram with automated messages like, Assalamu alaikum, you will receive an email soon. Thank you for being patient, Mutawif team. A cursory glance at Mutawif's Instagram and Twitter pages will show hundreds of comments from disgruntled applicants complaining about everything I've stated above and a lot more. It would be a gross understatement to say that the entire booking process was a stressful and exhausting experience. It was absolute shambles from start to finish. And an embarrassment to the noble responsibility of helping Hujjaj. Because half the people are Hindus, they care less. All this aside, my siblings and I persevered. We spent hours, submitted the application within 24 hours of the portal going live. We waited to hear back from Mutawif about whether we were successful or not, which they said would be announced between June 15 and 18. All right, we're waiting. As we nervously waited... The uncertainty and lack of customer support from Mutawif dampened our mood. The abrupt last-minute changes just weeks before we were due to fly out. The refund to our family booking was made that we made back in March, losing our place to go to Hajj, and now being subjected to a random lottery draw, not knowing how much we were expected to pay, how long we'd be able to stay if we selected, stole the positive spiritual energy away from our planned trip. I'd also be lying if I said that Shaitan didn't come to me and planted doubts to cancel my hajj altogether. I mean, some of these people are worse than shaitan, to be honest with you. Especially as legitimate concerns were being raised about the quality of support hujjaj would receive upon arriving in Mecca. Now, I have no hesitation saying some of the people in these countries that were listed here, I think shaitan blushes when they enter the room. In the management of their booking procedure, okay, hope was anything right he says here if the management he says here Naqash Rashid the way Saudi has organized Hajj this year is a complete disgrace you should never have to feel 50-50 about going to Hajj when it's such a blessed pilgrimage right me and my wife have been waiting to go for so long like many others so much uncertainty so much weight nothing's good now Anytime has someone been to the Hajj for the first time, you're really like, you have no clue. You're like really on the edge. It's different reading it as somebody who's been to Hajj twice and Umrah a number of times. Right? And not only that, you like, you study it many times, you see people going, you teach the lessons on it. It's like in your blood. Okay? And I'm not even someone who went a lot. I went a couple times. But for someone who is like not in this field, someone who doesn't go all the time, and now this... You can't get mentally prepared if you don't even know where you're going. This poor guy is right. Rather than getting mentally and spiritually ready, we've been too busy checking if our visas have been approved. I think you get your kafara of your sins preparing to go. Before you get there, all your sins are wiped out. We know some people who have, been, who have had their visas approved, but still are not sure if they're going. Then there's some people who have had their visas approved, paid the money, and then told that their booking had failed. This booking has failed thing is going everywhere. 
It's probably, they, and they don't know it. The, the Travisi guys don't, probably don't know why. It's probably like, like you said, like a middle initial isn't mentioned. Or like some little detail in the application that it triggers this booking has failed thing. Indeed, Allah is the best of planners, but we are heartbroken by the whole situation. Allah has a reason for this. We are sure, yes, to, this is the forgiveness of your sins dealing with these people. If I get the visa and I go, then I can only put trust in Allah to look after me when I'm there, as I will have no idea what to expect from those running it. No, you will not have no idea, and you should pray to get back. You might not get back. Come Wednesday, June 15th, Motowa started informing successful applicants to proceed with their bookings by selecting their packages, hotels, and flights. That is when a new wave of issues had, had emerged. A new wave of issues. They don't, they don't end. I told you the tweets don't end. Successful applicants were now being told by Mutawif that packages were going fast. Ooh, marketing speech. We're selling out soon. That's a bunch of nonsense. And to promptly select their desired options and make the payment. It was widely claimed on social media by those who were successful that packages started from 9000 up to 12000 That is one-third more then the original 6000 and 7000 that was shown when you submitted your application. So you're banking on a $6,500 trip, you pay, or pound trip, you pay $9,000. Like, why didn't you tell me that in the first place? When successful applicants made payments, the website would crash. Or payments were accepted and processed, but people's application status showed pending or amending or uh, uh, amendments. Again, a quick look at Mutawif's Instagram and Twitter shows the comments from successful applicants that were experiencing processing process problems making the payment. Or after making the payment, they didn't receive a confirmation of payment. And their online profile status had not updated to approved. But the money was taken out of their bank accounts. Screenshots from community, telegram, and WhatsApp groups created to help hujjaj, venting groups, were in, and, and, and this type of thing that we're doing here. All right, all venting to each other to help hujaj with this sham of a process were being sent to me and circulated around. We're like licking our wounds together, all right? Informing me that many were unable to make payment after being select, successfully selected or that money had been taken out of the uh, uh, bank accounts without any confirmation. And then we are told the booking failed. Could you imagine that? We're not talking like you're buying some sneakers for $200 and then it says, sorry, we have no record. We're talking about $9,000. This guy says, I got an automated email, which I thought was fraud, but looks like it has been accepted this morning. But I have issues paying. Does anybody know if Qurbani is included? You want to know if your Hedi is included or your Qurbani is included? Good luck. Travis, you know, think they know what Hedi is? Not even allowed in their religion to do that. Okay. By the way, does anyone know if Qurbani is included? Nobody knows. Okay. Uh, a poll, anonymous poll. I, I, you can do polls now in, in, in WhatsApp. Have you successfully paid and gotten a confirmation? Okay. 20% said yes. 80, uh, 27% said yes. 73 said no. While my siblings and I regularly checked our emails and kept logging into our accounts multiple times, in the run-up to June 18th, which is the final day, Okay, to see if we were successful or not, our, our morale had been seriously hindered. Hearing and seeing the plethora of issues, br brothers, 
you may get your sins forgiven without even going to Hajj. Just dealing with these people. As well as knowing there'd be a major price hike if we selected a similar package to the one we initially booked with. Amana Tours left us deflated. When Mutawif announced on Saturday night that the draw selection was over, my siblings and I did a final check of our email. Junk mail. Spam folders. We logged into our Mutawif portal to find none of us had been selected for the draw. Like, they don't even tell you that you're not selected. You're just not selected. While we were and still are gutted that this journey, which we intended to make, uh, booked and paid for in full in March, had been taken away, we accepted that it was decreed from the heavens that we were not destined to make Hajj this year. That said, I like this website, by the way, Five Pillars. Let's see what the website is. Oh, shoot, it went all the way up. What is it called? Fivepillars.com. All right, now what does he say? He's try- I'm, I'm sure he's going to try to end optimistic. It takes a lot of effort to be optimistic. Okay? So he said, we were gutted. We lost everything. And, but, uh, all of our trips. Okay? In March of June, we accepted it, as, it was the decree from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we are not destined to make hajj this year. Yes, it is the decree of Allah, and it is the decree of Allah that he uses fools to ruin your trip too. Okay. That said, there was also an unspoken sense of relief between us, that the worries, concerns, uncertainty, lack of reassurance that we were, witness, that we were witnessing meant that we wouldn't be victims to this new system. This story is not over. This movie is not over. Once people go, have their, we haven't heard about the dramas that are going to take place there, right? Like, we haven't heard of people being stranded. They're going to be, they're going to be people being stranded. Can't find food. Spend the whole time looking for food. And you're like, oh, don't be so spoiled. You're going for ibadah. Nobody has time to go and looking for food, right? You don't, you, trust me. People say, oh, you're supposed to rough it. You're not supposed to rough it. You, you're supposed to go there. The hujjads have always been served so they could focus on their ibadah. They just came halfway across the world. What now for the UK and US and Western Hajj operators? I want to say a few words. This is Dili Hussein, five pillars. I guess dot UK. I want to just say a few words regarding Hajj and Umrah operators in the West. Many welcome this change to be an online portal, to an online portal, and some of their reasons were valid, which later proved to be invalid which is the efficiency and the pricing. But many also supported the change due to personal bad experience with experiences with rogue and or unprofessional operators. There are many Hajj and Umrah operators that have cheated and stolen from Hujjaj over the years. There are many sloppy operators. My parents had one in 1996. They had one. And they were going to sue the guy. And I remember the guy coming begging that they stop talking Okay, he came to our house begging that they stop talking. Probably came with a check refund, because my parents would have just blown him out of the water. Everyone complained about this Hajj trip; the, the, the operator stunk. Okay, but by Allah, there are so many more that actually deliver on their promises, honored them by providing great services of care. It's not just that they like to, that they're doing this as a business. People love to serve the Hajj. After you go to Hajj, let me tell you something to be honest with you. After you go to Hajj a couple times, the joy of Hajj is, is helping others. I've heard this from so many people. It's like, I've asked these guys, you've been to Hajj like 30 times as a Hajj operator. Like, what, what is in it for you now? 
right? He said helping others, seeing people for the first time going and being the, the, the tool that Allah uses to facilitate for them is as great a joy as the first time you do it. Okay. Amanitours, for example, is a company we, as a family, chose because we trusted them and had confidence in their competency. As their pristine, pristine track record is well known. Like, they might be the virgin of Dar es Salaam for us. And we have Adam's Travel too, which is uh, as trusted as Dar es Salaam, but not as well known. And there are dozens like Amanitours, big, medium, small operators, local community operators, okay? English-speaking, Sileti, Bangladeshis, Kashmiris, Punjabis, Gujaratis, Somalis, Turks, Kurds, Arabs, and West Africans. Yes, rogue Hajj and Umrah operators exist. Old and new, also rogue Hujjaj exist too. The operators are not the only mixed bag. The people are also mixed bags. I have this uh, customer attitude and I have, I'm a consumer attitude and I have expectations. You also may be the problem. They will have to answer to Allah, those people, for their deceit. But the very fact that third and fourth generation British Muslims, like me, still chose to rely entirely on a trusted operator rather than go ourselves demonstrates the central need of reputable local operators and tour guides. You need local operators, right? Someone from your land that was going to help you. He knows your, where you live or, or how you live. He knows how to communicate with you here. The Mutawaf in Saudi. Do you think he knows how to communicate with you? He didn't know how you live or what. Like, when can we have a Hajj seminar? When can we have a get ready, you know, how to get ready for Hajj? You need local people to guide you this. The outrage and blowback to the Mutawaf online portal system at such short notice, reflects how even an educated, English-speaking, internet-tech-savvy generation would prefer to go with local groups and people of knowledge of their choice while absolving all administrative responsibilities to operators. Allah reward these truthful and trustworthy and dutiful operators that served pilgrims for the last 40 years. All right. So who is to blame? Oh, there's more. Who is to blame? And why did the Saudis do this? I love this article, to be honest with you. Okay. So far, the cheapest package is not less than $10,000. The question still remains as to why Saudi decided to steamroll ahead with this overhaul at such short notice, subsequently ending the existing infrastructure with one month out, with no warning. While a conclusive reason explanation for this change hasn't been provided by the Ministry of Hajj, we can extrapolate a few possible reasons. Irrespective of where you stand on the issue of Hajj operators, for those who favor this change, it can be optimistically argued that a shift to an online system was inevitable because moving with the times in the age of the internet. Bro, the Super Bowl, a New York Yankees game, the New York Yankees themselves do not sell their tickets anymore. They use operators, right? The Super Bowl, they don't sell their own tickets anymore. When you have something so massive, it becomes almost impossible right, to manage it all yourself. You have operators, local ticket sellers, local uh, operators. They also said protecting the hujjaj by cutting out the middlemen. Like I got told you guys, you imagine they're going to give the margins to charity? They're going to keep the margin for themselves. Okay. They accused these operators of manipulating and infl in, uh, inflating the hedge prices. 
On the other hand, it can be argued that Saudis just got greedy and wanted to make up for the two years of not receiving the lucrative money spent by Western Hujaj due to the pandemic. And knowing that Muslims, wherever they are, will pay whatever sum they have to go and book their place whichever way they have to. Of course, you have to. You're a captive audience, uh, in a sense. There's no other option in order to visit Allah's house and fulfill the obligation. You're going to do it. While I appreciate that a move towards an online booking system might work in the near future and may save costs and time and implemented properly, I'm personally of the opinion that Saudi authorities pulled this move purely for monetary reasons, which I really don't, don't understand. They're not making a lot, a lot of money in comparison to their other businesses, such as the petrol, obviously. I mean, it's literally like, it's going to be, what, $5 million? That's nothing. With full confidence that Muslim pilgrims will jump through whatever hoop they put in place to fulfill their religious duty. And any me- meaningful protest against one of Islam's foundational pillars is simply unforeseeable. There's no protesting this. You don't protest these people. By the way, you don't protest MBS will just chop you up. We can get chopped up for this video. We might have to take it down in a few years. They're because their they're, they're, um, spyware, whatever, their uh, uh, reconnaissance of who's talking about them keeps getting better and better and better and stronger and stronger and stronger, I should say. More insidious, all right, more invasive, and they're more aware of even English-speaking people. Whatever the case, I pray Allah makes it easy for those who do make Hajj this year has been devastating for many others. Okay. Lastly, for those responsible for shattering the dreams and hopes of the Hujjaj this year, thousands, know that you will have to answer to Allah on the Day of Judgment. Some of these people don't even believe in the Day of Judgment, and Allah knows best. Okay. I'm not a big, I, I really don't have much um, uh, hope in KSA because their track record doesn't seem to be very charitable towards the Ummah. And that's why at every turn, I take the pessimistic analysis towards their actions because that's what it shows. The concerts, the people are packed like sardines, but the Kaaba, nobody can touch it. Umrah has to be limited. Hajj, a headache. All right. That's it for today. Hey, Oz, uh, 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 Ryan, are we in, by the way? For Instagram? Yep. But but you can you, you didn't get a code so I can get in here. Let me try. It. Let me just close out and do it again, and then we'll read a little bit from the Shema of Tirmidhi uh, Shema of Sayyid Al Kaunin Alayhi Salatu Wassalam. Oh, okay, I'm in. So there's no problem. A glitch, I guess. Let's see. Any comments that you see, Rai? Oh, I'm blocked. Okay, so I'm gonna send it to your email again. Check your spam. It's probably going to spam. Let's take a look at YouTube. Dr. Fayruz is making dua for the Hujjaj. Oppressive and incompetent. How do we get justice in the face of a tyrant? Only Allah can give us justice because this guy, he is, he doesn't mess around. You don't, you don't fight against this guy if you don't have forces. Okay, you don't fight against this guy. Okay. MBS, you don't fight against him. He will chop you up. 
I mean, if 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 people don't buy Hajj tickets, see, people need to go to the house of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So I don't ever advise boycott of the Hajj, okay? But the the, the pricing may put people off itself. Ten k is the least, okay? All right, because we were saying that if they if their max was ten k, now their max is like thirty, is fifteen k, twenty k. 10K is at least. Okay. All right, let's go to Shemaim. All right, Ryan, you'll have to read me the Instagram, inshallah. Comments. You'll have to read them to me for today because I can't see them today. They don't come up here. You can't. You don't have it on your phone either. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Wassalatu wassalamu ala Rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Babu ma jaa fi sifati shurbi Rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. An al-Shabi. عن ابن عباس أن النبي صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم شرب من زمزم وهو قائم. This is something many people don't know, but the sunnah of all drinking is to drink sitting down. However, there is اختلاف on the ruling of drinking while standing. Is it halal or makruh? We know that recommended is sitting down. But is the ruling of it halal or makruh? To drink standing up. The Shafi'iyah, they deem it makruh. But the Malikiyah, deem it halal. Yani, there's no haraj to drink standing up. Because it's narrated that say Nadi drank standing up. All drinking should be sips only. Three sips in a row. Except milk, the Prophet gulped it. Milk to be gulped and everything else to be sipped. Prophet, of course, drank with his right hand. But Zamzam, he drank it standing facing the Qibla. That's why it's something. Why? Because it's khas. It's something specific. Okay. Here is why the Marikiyah holds that drinking standing is la haraj. There's no haraj at all, even though sitting there are narrations for it. An Amr ibn Shu'aib. Who is Amr ibn Shu'aib? Amr ibn Shu'aib ibn Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As. This is the Senate of Amr ibn al-As's family. Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As. Shu'aib Ibn Abdullah ibn Amr ibn As, Amr ibn Shu'ayb. And they were the scholars of Egypt. And they were the ones, he is the one, Ibn Amr ibn, uh, Amr ibn Shu'ayb, who Ibn Lahi'ah, in hadith knowledge, Ibn Lahi'ah is famous. He was a righteous scholar, lived at the time of the uh, 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 third generation. Tabi'i Tabi'in. He was righteous, knowledgeable, pious, beloved by many. But he had one problem. He used to make tadlis. Tadlis means he wanted to meet Amr ibn Shu'aib to study with him, but he could never meet him in Egypt. 
So he would take, in order to, give, to make it appear that he studied with, with Hamad ibn Shaib, he used to take knowledge from any random person who he would not see again, or the people would not see them again, and he would say, do you have anything from Abd ibn Shaib? And they, he would take those hadiths, and then he would slowly, as the years pass on, cut them out of the chain, and cite Amr ibn Shaib directly. Until Ibn Wahab said, you never met Amr ibn Shaib. Okay? And they would have a big fight over it. So he's famous for his tadlis on Amr ibn Shaib. And that's why Ibn Lahia, he is like the, the um, example. The poster child of, of Tadlis and rejected Hadith narrators, despite his piety, because of this issue of always trying to be close to Amr ibn Shu'aib. And again, Amr ibn Shu'aib ibn Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As. Okay? That's the Senate of Sahabi to his son to his grandson. Standing and sitting. The Prophet drank standing and saying, لا حرج في الشرب قائما. وعن ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما سقيت النبي. I brought water to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم من زمزم فشرب وهو قائم. He drank zamzam standing. You should have, if you have zamzam, should have Zamzam in a nice, beautiful container and a little cup. And every time you pass by, at least once a day, you put a little bit of Zamzam in there, you stand up, you face the Qibla, make a dua, and drink it. Okay. عن الأعمش عن عبد الملك ابن ميسرة عن النزالي ابن سبرة قال أتي علي رضي الله عنه بكوز من ماء Ali was brought with a pitcher to uh, someone brought a pitcher of water to Ali. From so much reading Arabic, my publishers, my editors, they write me nasty notes. Like I had a book edited for kids. He wrote me nasty messages. He's like, "Your English is like now Arabic, right? It's it's I see the Arabic in it, and you're translating English." He said, "This is not English." At the end of the book, he was like, "This is not English." Like review your English, like like here he says, "Utiya bikuzin min right? So my mind translate that as Ali ibn Abi Talib was brought with a pitcher of water. It's not English at all. A pitcher was brought to Ali. Okay, that's the correct English. So he took some of it, washed his hand. Well, madmada was stanchak. Madmada is clean out the mouth. Stanchak. Clean out the nose. Istinshaq, up the nose. Istinthar, out the nose. Wamashawajahu, wadira'ayhi, warasahu. Thumma shariba, wahua qa'imun. Okay. Then Sayyidna Ali drank standing. Thumma qala. Okay. Hatha wudu umalam yuhdith. Okay. This is the wudu of someone who did not break his wudu. هَكَذَا رَأَيْتُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ فَعَلَى That wudu'u man lam yuhdith The wudu of someone who did not break his wudu is to wash your hands, mouth, nose, face, wipe your hair and he didn't do his feet. 
You already have wudu, but you refresh yourself. I love this chapter. First of all, if you go in with ikhlas to any chapter and you read with sakina, you're going to get sakina back. وَعَنْ أَنَسْ بْنِ مَالِكِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ أَنَّ النَّبِيَّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ كَانَ يَتَنَفَّسُ فِي الْإِنَاءِ ثَلَاثًا إِذَا شَرِبَ وَيَقُولْ هُوَ هُوَ أَمْرَأُ وَأَرَى Let's see how they translated hadith number 201. The Prophet وسلم, would take three breaths. And he would say, this is more pleasing and satisfying in this manner. Amra'u wa arwa. Amra'u wa arwa. Okay, more pleasing and more satisfying. So he would inhale the drink. Three inhales in a row and stop. Three inhales in a row and stop. Not gulp, 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 gulp. But the milk is different. Wa'an رشدين ابن كريب عن أبيه عن ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما أن النبي صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم كان إذا شرب تنفس مرتين ابن عباس said he would take two sips look at the, the, the detail of what they observed from the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم they didn't stop observing him okay وَدَخَلَ Here, Ali, عَلَيَّ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ فَشَارِبَ فِي قِرْبَةٍ مُعَلَّقَةٍ قَائِمَةٍ There was a, like a skin that was hanging. He drank from it. فَقُمْتُ إِلَى فِيهَا فَقَطَعْتُهُ Then when the Prophet drank from it, touching the skin to its, to this, to this uh, water skin. What, well, I don't know what the word is. It's a water skin. Okay. He said, I cut the mouth of the water skin so that I could have the part that the Messenger uh, touched, the water bag, that the Prophet's mouth touched. I wanted to keep it. Why? If the Quran tells us that فِيهِ بَقِيَّةٌ مِّمَّا تَرَكَ آلُ مُوسَى وَآلُ هَارُونَ تَحْمِلُهُ تَحْمِلُهُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ What is that? At-Tabut. It has in it the qamis, the staff, the remnants of the alwah, which is the, the um, tablets. It has in it the rings. Whatever was worn by Sayyidina Musa, Sayyidina Harun, and their families is in there. What does Allah say about it? Sakina is connected to it. Malaika are carrying it. It gives victory. This is tabarruk bi'athar al-anbiya. And that's why these Sahaba did that. And how did the Sahaba do that? By wearing it on their body during war. Such as Khalid ibn al-Walid. He had locks of the hair of the Prophet in a cloth. And he would put that under his head, on, uh, on his hat, put his helmet, his kufi on top of that, and his helmet on top of that. And then he would go to battle. How about Umm Salama? She had locks of the hair of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. She had it in a vial. She would put water in that vial, 
mix it up with the hair of the Prophet ﷺ, then pour the water out as, as ruqya, as medicine. Tabarruk bi athar al-anbiya. Sayyidina Yusuf ﷺ, he had a shirt that he wore in jail and did ibadah for 10 years in the same shirt, in the sijin. This shirt, he had done, a Nabi had done so much ibadah in that shirt, he himself assessed that this shirt has shifa in it. Yeah, the anbiya the they know about themselves, and it doesn't increase them in kibr. It in, as a Nawi says, a person may know their wali, and it increases them in tawadu. What's the proof? Sahabi is greater than wali. And all and the sahaba, mubashirin bil jannah, they were told directly, you are a person of paradise. It only increased them in taqwa and increased them in humility. Therefore, a sahabi may know that he's a sahabi. And they all know they're sahabi. So, now he says, wali min awliya Allah. He may know that he's a wali. So likewise, the prophets know that they're full of barakah and shifa and nusra. So he, Sayyidina Yusuf, took his shirt and said, take this shirt of mine, rub it on my father's face. There's all of the anwar of the ibadat that he used to do. And it became a shifa for his eyes. And Sayyidina Yaqub got his eyesight back. Okay. So that's why the sahabi here, okay, Kapsha, is she is a sahabiyya. She's a woman. Okay. I misread it. She's a woman because Kapsha, the Tamar Buta, today is mostly for women, but in the old days it could go both ways. But in the Senate here it says Jaddatihi, his grandmother. So Kapsha is a woman. The Prophet was in her house visiting. He drank from the water skin, standing up, and his lips was touched the skin. So she cut it, cut that part so that she could have the part that the Prophet's mouth touched. What else did the Sahaba do? Believing in the Sakina that is attached to the Athar of the Anbiya is that one Sahabi saw the Prophet wearing a brand new shirt and everyone was praising the shirt. And that Sahabi said, O Master of Allah, give it to me as a gift. So the Prophet Wasallam got up, went to his home to swap it out. And the other Sahabi blamed him. So you make the Prophet get up when he just got this new shirt and you ask for it. It's not the adab with the Messenger So that Sahabi, he knew what he was thinking something that they didn't know about. And when the Prophet came back, the man announced his motive. He said, I'm not from here like you. I'm not one of the Ansar or Muhajireen like you. I'm leaving back to my homeland and I don't know if I'm going to see the Prophet again. And I wish to be buried in something that my own eyes saw him wearing. I mean, I'm the eyewitness that he's wearing that. I want to be buried in that. And that's going to be my kefen. Kefen doesn't always have to be white. And it doesn't have to be a wrap. It could be a shirt like this. It could be buried in anything as long as your cover, aura is covered. Or whole body is covered. Wrapped up. Okay? But under it could be a kamis. Okay? So he said, I want to be buried in that. I want it to be touching my skin. Another time the Prophet ﷺ gave a man a staff, a asa, or a stick. He went and he put it in his home and he told his family, when I die, you, lay, you wash my body. You put this touching my skin. 
and then you wrap me in it. So that if the, if the stick of the messenger is touching my skin, then I hope that no adab would possibly come to me. Okay. Of course, at-tabarruk never overrides al-a'mal. The greatest tabarruk is following the sunnah. Right? That's the greatest tabarruk. But they did consider the athar of the anbiya to be something. Okay. Next hadith. An Thumama ibn Abdullah. So you hear had Kapsha is a female name. Thumama is a male name. Thumama son of Abdullah. Kana, he says, Kana Anas ibn Malik, radiallahu anhu, yatanafasu fil inai thalathan. He used to take three sips. Waza'ama, and the Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam kana yatanafasu fil inai thalathan. And Anas said, This is how the Prophet drank. Sip. Like that. عن البراء ابن زيد ابن أب ابن ابنتي أنس ابن مالك. The grandson of Anas ibn Malik from his daughter through his daughter. Anas ibn Malik he had a daughter. She married Zaid, and this is براء ابن زيد, the son of the daughter of Anas ibn Malik. Remember, Anas ibn Malik is the Sahabi, the Prophet. Uh, he served the Prophet from age ten to twenty. Prophet prayed that he has long life, a long life and a lot of children. So he had many children and off and grandchildren, numbering up to 120. And he lived 120 years. So from after the death of the Prophet, I said he lived 100 years. And he traveled around. This was for the benefit of the Ummah, that a Sahabi is traveling around and he has such a big family and he's teaching them the Sunnah. That's Anas ibn Malik. So he's, his grandchild is saying, his grandson. My grandfather told me, Anas ibn Malik told me, that the Messenger sallallahu he entered, and there was a water skin hanging. While standing, he drank from the mouth of the water skin. Now another woman does the same thing. She went to the mouth of the water skin where you, the Prophet put his lip on it and she cut it to keep it. وَعَنْ عَائِشَ بِنْتِ سَعْدِ بْنَ أَبِي وَقَّاسِ عَنْ أَبِيهَ Aisha, the daughter of Sa'd ibn Abi Waqqas, tells a story about her father, Sa'd ibn Abi Waqqas. The Prophet he said, the Prophet ﷺ He used to drink standing. Okay. So the Prophet ﷺ drank standing. Now why is it that there are hadith? No person should drink while standing. And if one forgetfully stood and drank, it should be vomited out. Some ulama are of the opinion that the prohibition came later and repeals the instances in which he was drink, drank, standing. Okay? Some ulama hold the opposite view, where he stood and drank water, repeals the one that prohibited it, that he originally prohibited it, and then allowed it. Okay? By, by demonstrating that he did it.
according to a well-known saying, the prohibition is not a sharia prohibition. It is an etiquette. So that no sharia rulings should be involved here, rather, akhlaq and adab. Etiquettes. In etiquettes, you don't say makruh and fard. You say appropriate or inappropriate. Yambari or la yambari. Or afdal or ahsan. This is better or this is uh, more excellent. When it comes to adab, manners, you don't say halal and haram. You say better, appropriate, nicer, etc. It is also a blessing and a kindness that the Prophet allowed this. Now, some may say, the Prophet has come for the afterlife. Why is the Prophet telling us how to drink? We gain our reward and our heart is constantly in touch with Allah and His Messenger wasallam. If at every turn we're able to follow His Sunnah, it's an expression. That's what matters. The expression is what matters. Is any of us going to do some major good deeds like donate a million dollars? No. Are you going to save someone's life in your lifetime? Probably not. Are you going to bring someone to Islam? Probably not. So how do you express your loyalty? How do you express your devotion? The thought that counts. I'll tell you why this is a big deal. How many times do you drink in your life? Six, seven to eight times a day? So you can, that's more important to learn how to drink, how to get hasanat when you drink than many major things. If you were to count how many times you're going to spend on making tawaf around the cabin, now that's a big deal, right? Count how many minutes, how many hours you will spend in a lifetime making tawaf. How many minutes drinking? So people get it wrong. The, the huge things that you do once in a lifetime are not. They're not as important as the little things because the little things, they add up to be far greater than the big things. The little habits. And even in human relations, consideration at every little turn is better for a relationship than one big favor. That you're considerate. Now, here I know that the Prophet loves for us to drink like this. Allah rewards for us to enter the bathroom like this. You enter the bathroom like five times a day, right? So you can. You can Allah is on your mind at least those five times a day. Then five times drinking. Five times when you eat. Or every bite when you eat. Because you have a choice every bite, right hand or left hand. You consciously use your right hand. Okay? There's an akhlaq of eating. So these little things is actually the power of Islam is in these little things. Because the regular humdrum everyday life, our heart is moving and our mind is moving and is a renewal of the consideration, the loyalty, the iman, by these little habits. See, the things like big, big ideas and the big philosophies of the world, they don't, they don't come in your daily life. So you can't express yourself. Name any idea out there. Libertarianism. All right, I'm sitting home on a Saturday. How do I devote myself to libertarianism? You can't, right? But in Islam... At every turn, I can, there is a way to devote myself. There's a way to prove my loyalty. Secondly, Allahu al-mutakabbir. Allah, His name is al-mutakabbir. He's the mutakabbir. What does it mean, mutakabbir? He rises, he raises himself up. How does Allah raise Himself up? He raises His name up. He raises His importance up. Okay? 
by at every little turn of your life, there is a sunnah. He sends you a messenger to teach you this. At every turn, this is the way Allah wants you to do it. That's the way Allah wants you to do it. This little thing, do it like this. That's the kibr, kibriya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why is he allowed to have kibr? Because he's the one who helps us. Who do you rise up? You rise up the one who can help everybody. The idea of a judge sitting at the top, or a hospital having a high uh, sign, or anything being the chief sitting at the top, the king coming out at the balcony instead of coming out on the street. Because so he could be high up, we can all see him, we know the source of help. Exit sign is always up because you need that. It's going to help you if there's a fire. Okay. So the, the, the kibr is appropriate to that which can help you. And that's why we're not allowed to have kibr. You can't help people except majazan. All right. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can help you at all times. The Messenger guidance is a help for you at all times. So that's why there's kibr there. In other words, it's raised up. It's raised up that at every turn there's a sunnah. And there's a way in which Allah wants us to do it. Okay? So you see there's ikhtilaf on the mas'ala of the drinking. When did this hadith happen versus him actually standing up and that's where the Shafi'i and the Madikiyah differ. Some say that the drinking of Zemzem standing was a rukhsa, not a sunnah, and others hold it to be the sunnah. Another commentary. Uh, When Sayyidina Ali said that he washed his hands, mouth, nose, face, and wiped his head, and said this is the wudu of someone who already has wudu, it is majaz and wudu. It is not a shar'i wudu, of course. All right, okay. And in another hadith, it's mentioned that he made wudu. He, he did wash his feet, but that would be, there's no point in saying this is the wudu of someone who has wudu if he washed his feet. Because it's regular wudu at that point. So, in another, by somewhere instead of mezzanine. is simply refreshing himself for Salah. So, it's considered not exactly like, it's not a wudu per se, it's just a refreshment, right, before Salah. And it's better to do a full wudu, of course. We don't drink water with one gulp, and this is something that uh, the ulama of Tib, the scholars of medicine, they did say that if you drink a cool drink quickly, it's bad for your stomach. The first thing in the morning is actually drink something warm, not something cold. All right. He didn't mention here the hadith of drinking milk, which the Prophet did gulp. All right. All right, so here we go. That is your summary on the adab and the sunan of drinking. And you just keep in mind, uh, the success of a relationship... Any relationship is by consideration. Little things, not the big things. The big things are great. The Prophet said, many people enter the hellfire not by major things, by accumulated little things. 
it's at every turn, you're asking your heart, do you care? And your heart keeps saying no, 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 no. Then in the big things, you're going to be rusty. All right, here we go. Let's go to the Q&A today. All right. Uh, the Q&A today for this topic of the drinking of the messenger. Let's now turn to our sponsors. Mecca Books and the their book, The Exemplars. You can get this book at meccabooks.com. The Exemplars, a beautiful book, nine biographies with pictures. Really wonderful, nice little book to have on your bookshelf. Your kids can see it. They'll be like, wow, the production quality is so amazing. They associate this great production quality to Islam. Okay? And the beauty of these biographies and these shiuch, that's meccabooks.com. Second sponsor is professors1to1.com. Time for studying your SATs, your GREs, your A-levels, O-levels, Q-levels, all that. You're going to do that, and inshallah you can use professors1to1.com okay, when you do this. And then yourselves, patreon.com backslash Safina Society, patreon.com backslash Safina Society, and I do see many, many, many of you great supporters okay, of the program, and we are advancing our program every day, every week, every month with your involvement at patreon.com backslash Safina Society. So uh, you help us out with that, inshallah ta'ala, or be part of it. Now, I got locked out of the Instagram. It's just to fix it when I get home. So we can't read your Instagram questions today. You need to jump on to Safina Society's YouTube channel and let's take your Q&A, okay? Let's take your questions and answers. Sophia Lahiani says, we're praying that they learn their lessons and get back to the old system. Talking about KSA Hajj Ministry Trevisi. Sayyid Muhammad Daniel says, uh, why don't you go to your Islamic country if you have a dual visa and make Hajj from there? Makes sense. Because this only affects the Western countries. But you could... You can, you can still go to uh, other countries if you have a dual citizenship and make hedge from there. No, nothing wrong with that. Okay. Is it the end of times that hedge is blocked for normal people? Well, not exactly yet blocked yet, but they just have put such a bitter taste in people's mouth, but that's what they're good at. You only give out what you have. Okay. When was the last time this was like some kind of comforting country that cared about um, customer service or just the adab of the guests? You go there and you get told off by these guards left and right. Is food mixed with mirin or sake halal? No. Sake is beer, right? It's an alcoholic drink. Please recommend a book on the life of Nizam al-Din Awliya. Well, the book is called, I think it's the Reviver, Revivers of Islamic Spirit. Chapter on Nizam al-Din Awliya there. Revivers of Islamic Spirit. Is it at Mecca Books? 
Go, yeah, it's probably at MeccaBooks.com. Matthew Gaming, Prince Matt says, quick question. When is it when it is mentioned he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, does that? He finishes his drink in three sips, or he drank three sips intervals. You now, three sip intervals. It does not mean he, he finished the drink in three sips. His sip was three intervals. Or three, set, three sips at a time until he finished his drink. Okay. Michelle Gonzalez. I have an off-topic question. I'm planning on going skydiving. But there are only male instructors that can jump. If you are uh, with them, like body to body, no. That is not halal for you, unfortunately. I'm sorry to, to ruin your trip. But... To be body to body with, because they do fly on top of each other, right? That's that's the probably the most haram interaction you can have with a male. I wouldn't want to do it if I was a guy with another guy at all, right? I mean, woman to woman maybe is less because there's no, it's different biology. I'd say it's haram for the guys as much as it's haram for the women. So there's going to be a guy right on top of my body, and we're both facing down. No, I'll, I'll stay. I'll stay on the ground. I'm not skydiving. I'll stay on the ground. Facebook, Babar Hassan is here. In Sunnah, we shall drink water. Assalamu alaikum, Isam from Cardiff. A lot of brothers saying assalamu alaikum. Mubashir says, "Come to Mauritius. I'd love to come to Mauritius." Okay. Saracino is skydiving even a thing Muslims should do if he's preparing for the army right maybe she's preparing for jihad right if we need to know but I mean what's the risk of skydiving if it's risky I guess it would be makru at the worst but uh, this this uh, stomach to stomach you, you gotta get a woman you gotta get a woman your, your your stomach down, your face down, she's face down. At least that's it's woman to one, guy to guy, uh uh-uh. uh, guy to girl, uh uh-uh. uh. Muslima says, will the deceased understand languages other than Arabic? Yes, they will. They will understand what you have to say. Ma'am, please tell me if it's okay for older, more educated women to turn down younger, less educated men for marriage proposals. There's no obligation to accept anyone for marriage proposals. Halal to turn down everybody if you want. What do you think about American Muslim orgs, American Muslims using concealed firearms for protection? I mean, hey, if it's lawful, what stops you? Can qurbani be made for the deceased? Yes, it can be. Meaning that you hope the thawab for the deceased is in Sahih al-Bukhari. Omar Dizman, as an off-topic question, you mentioned that a lady kept on asking for a baby to say Namusa, alayhi salam. How can we conduct such dua to change our qadr? You may simply by persisting in your dua and believing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the giver and the answer of your dua. You must have absolute no doubt faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you non-stop look for the names that you're using. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, تدعو, That means you can do for any, make dua for anything. He has the most beautiful names. That means one of the names is the key to your dua. If you don't know, if you can't figure out which one it is, you recite all of them. And that's the value of reciting all the 99 names. Okay. All right. 
Michelle Gonzalez. Oh, man. There are no women instructors. I'm sorry for ruining your summer trip, Michelle. You're going to have to do something else, like kayaking. Prince Matthew says, I was annoyed by this. The guards that were on duty in Saudi when I visited the Prophet wasallam, uh, the guards would tell people, be quick. Okay? And they shoo, shoo you away. Of course they shoo you away. Ali says, you missed my question. What's the reality behind some people claiming to have the Prophet's hair? Allahu alam. Have no knowledge. There's so many people who claim to have the Prophet's hair, and there's no way for me to find out, or to, I don't know if anyone can authenticate it. Some people say if it has a shadow, then it's not the Prophet's hair because the Prophet does not have a shadow, and Allah knows best if that's true or not. Like we know that the Prophet did not have a shadow, but Allah knows best about this idea that if the hair of the Prophet has, if it's true, then you shine a light on it, it should not reveal a shadow. Or that it'll keep growing. They usually put in a piece of wax, it keeps growing. Allahu alam. Who knows? Okay. Thrill seeking for its own sake, El Saracino says. If it's thrills that you want, you better go to Sub Saharan Africa, find a village, duck from marauding militias, and help the villagers build a well. Are you coming to the UK? I want to come to the UK. Okay. But I don't know when. Time is so packed. Really cool guy says, I heard you can eat food cooked in alcohol because it doesn't intoxicate. Is this true? You have to ask the Hanafis about their rules on istihala, which means burning it out. Istihala. Okay, meaning that altering it in the fire so that it doesn't intoxicate anymore. Allahu alam. Does the action of MBS take him out of Islam? I keep talking about MBS. He's going to take me out of Hayat al-Dunya eventually. Right? (coughs) Chopped up. Prince Matthew Gaming. Worst thing is we forget our shoes at the entrance and we told them so we can go get it. And one of them said they do this on purpose so they can pray and give salam again. I just walked slow. Yeah. I was walking really slow. Yeah. Just walk really slow, Ryan says. And that works. And there are sometimes there are off hours. Yeah. How did you learn with Sheikh Sadiq? I haven't, by the way, I haven't talked to Sheikh Sadiq or studied with him for many years. I now study with Sheikh Rami and Sheikh Mahmoud. But when I did, I visited him in California, then we talked on the phone. And we studied on the phone. And he came to New Jersey. And I went to California. So we patched it together. Okay. Can so, and, and how do you learn to speak to the people you have to mix with the people a lot so that you know the vibes and the wavelength and the language okay, of the people whereas if you're just in books all day and you never deal with people you won't know how to do it when I came back from studying my PhD and studying we thought of it I couldn't talk to people I did not know how to talk to a regular person I used to always think what is this person how do they live without reading, without studying. I literally didn't know how they lived, right? So I went on a 10-year campaign to become blue-collar. To become based. Based? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to become based. Which I was messing with um, Nabil Aziz on Instagram. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> and he said, he's, I approached him and he said, base. I said, based on the Quran and Sunnah, <laughs> pretending I didn't know what it means. But uh, 10 years, I said, you know what? I can't talk to people. They're looking at me like I got two heads, right? So I said, enough with this academia, enough with this books. I just put books away. Of course, I read Islamic books, right? But I put books away. I didn't buy books anymore. I didn't read anymore. I said, I'm going to do what blue-collar people did do. So I picked out two friendly guys at the masjid, and I said, okay, come hang out Friday at my house. I did not know what to expect. These are blue-collar guys. They do not read or write. Okay? They came. I was like, what are we going to do? I don't know what we're going to do. We're not going to talk about fiqh. Aqidah. We're not going to talk about What are we going to talk about? So we got a bunch of food, and we sat around, and I had no clue what to do, to be honest, right? And I just sat watching them, just talking nonsense, right? I was like, oh, I think I can get the hang of this. You just literally talk about anything that's in front of you. And you just make it light. Don't try to make a point. You know, like academics always trying to make a point, right? Or... Discuss an issue? No, no issues. And they just sat there eating cherries on my couch until like 11.30 p.m. on a Friday. I'm like falling asleep. And like, hey, this hangout session, this is so cool, blah, blah, blah. Get more chips. Get more dip. I was like, so this is what hanging out is. Eating, talking nonsense, and laughing. So I learned, right? You literally had to learn. Some people are, they grow up with it. Right? But I had to learn it. SubhanAllah. Can a single woman pluck her eyebrows in the Madiki method? It's preferable when she marries because that's a hadith of Sayyidah Aisha talks about it that way. But in the Madiki method, it's, it is, it is by, at marriage. Right. But if she does before marriage, it would be considered more like makru. And if it's very much, it's ghish. Ghish. That means the, husband, the man will propose to you thinking that that's you. So, but if it's masculine, she may do it. If it's masculine, she may decrease it. Can you show us what we should do with our hands and finger during the tahiyyah? This. You see this? Like this. This is how it's done in the Madiki books. Let me put it like this. Okay? You see how the hand is like this? On the side, moving. Like that. Back and forth the entire time. What is the evidence for the Prophet ﷺ not having a shadow? Hadith. Madiki click. Assalamu alaikum. Alright. I guess he's, they're talking to each other here. Prince Matt says, I apologize for asking this a third time, but I asked you once on Twitter, can I drink grape juice if it was produced in a winery? La. Do not buy anything from a winery. Why? Because the, the, the essence of his business is to sell, is, is in the haram. It's not that he has a business and he sells one haram thing. His essence of his business is haram, therefore we don't buy anything from his business. Unlike ShopRite, right? ShopRite, the essence of the business is food. And maybe there's 10% of the stuff is haram, right? No, a winery, 90% is haram. The essence of the business is haram. And one thing is halal. So don't buy anything from them. And if somebody gave it to you, I wouldn't even, I don't want the bottle in my house. Get rid of it. Down the sink. 
Solomon says, is there an incident in the prophet's sirah dealing with people who are able, but, but they still beg? Yes, there is an incident. There is such an incident. The Prophet ﷺ saw an able-bodied young man in the masjid begging. The Prophet ﷺ said, come, sit with me after salah. Then he said, who will bring me an axe, a, a, a stick? Someone bought a stick. Who will bring me a blade? He bought a blade. He said, who will bring me a rope? A man brought a rope. The Prophet ﷺ took the stick and put the blade in, tied the blade made an X bow, tied it to the stick. That's how they made axes in the old days. He told the man, you go out in the woods and you chop wood and you sell it for 15 days straight and do not even show up to pray here. Pray, pray out the, at your workplace and you're at, at home. 15 days, then come back. The man came back. He was shocked. He came back. Clean, new clothes, has money in his pocket, in his hand, Right? And the Prophet ﷺ said, isn't this better than what you were doing before? So the Prophet ﷺ did not give him sadaq. He taught him how to work. Is there qunut in Maliki witr? La. The qunut is only in fajr, second rakah, before rukur, silently. Okay. Are there any prohibitions of having weapons in a masjid? Concealed carry? No. The Sahaba had their swords in the masjid, so as a ruling, no. But as a, um, if you're going to scare the Muslims, like if you're in Texas, fine. I think they're, they're, it's a culture there, right? Florida, fine. You come to the East Coast and you got a gun. Um, they have a different attitude towards weapons here, so you got to be careful. Sarah says, How do I get rid of negative thoughts? I have distracting thoughts all day that waste time. Negative self-talk. How do I get rid of it? You, you don't try to get rid of it. You, you introduce the positive thought and you focus on the positive thought. That negative thought, without realizing it, will disappear. Yeah. What is your positive thought? Do dhikr of your positive thoughts, such as your goals. Your goals. Okay. The things that you're seeking. Can you hear that guy working? Huh? Yeah, we're working there. We got stone cutters. Let me close the window. Much better, right? How's that? Good. Uh, Prince Matthew, I buy it from a grocer, but the juice is produced there. No, I don't want anything to do with the winery. Buy grape. There's a grape juice can is made by millions of companies that do not are not involved in wine. Okay. Shockwave. Can someone reap the same hasanats of drinking milk alternatives if they are lactose intolerant? There's no necessarily hasanats related to milk. It's just the Prophet said it's a great drink. There's no better food or water or drink or food than milk. So about the sister and their negative thoughts, forget your negative thoughts. What's your positive thought? Write it down on a card. 
okay? Every time you get in your car, if you're an American, you read it. You put that card in every in a pocket. I love these index cards because I can write your thoughts on them, right? And then you put one here, put one here, upstairs, everywhere. Every time you find it, you look at it, you read it. It drills the thought in your head and it keeps you focused, okay? Math, to ask, what math have you studied? Maliki fiqh. Maliki fiqh. This is Aqila Hussein. Maliki fiqh. Layla Hussein. Can you recommend Sira books for non-Muslim inmates? Mm. Specifically about transforming their lives from gangs and drugs. I don't know if there's a Sira book specifically for that purpose, but although Karen Armstrong is not a Muslim, her Sira book is very easy to read. Probably the easiest one. I just read Malcolm X. Malcolm X's autobiography is better for gangsters. If he's a gangster, he needs to relate to something. So Malcolm X's autobiography is better for gangsters. Madiki Click, when we going to do a show on your YouTube live stream? Okay, let's schedule it right now. Let's probably say, boom, 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 boom. I'm looking at next Wednesday. No, next Wednesday is Mad Mamluks. Next Wednesday, like 4 p.m. or something, we can do. So, I got Paul Williams, you know, blogging theology, tomorrow. Yeah, not on the stream, I'm going on his. Yeah, at 4 p.m. So, I'm going to, I guess I'll just stay here. And then we got Mad Mamluks next Wednesday at 7 p.m. So, we could do. We can do um, Maliki Click on Tuesday, 28th, inshallah. I just have to just give me tw- like two hours to confirm that. When is Imam Jawad meeting? <coughs> Next Tuesday. Uh, so we'll, we can do Maliki Click after this, then Imam Jawad after that. What shall we do when people beg from us money? If he's in need, you give him. If he looks like a panhandler, which means someone who's capable of working, fully able-bodied, then la. Okay, it's not sunnah to give them. But if you give them, it's still sadaqah. I knew a guy. He said before he became Muslim, he was a panhandler. And after he became Muslim, you don't become like a perfect guy overnight, right? After he became Muslim, he was still a panhandler. He was, I was like pulling down 52K a year. 52k panhandling right he says why because these freshmen that come to Yale University they never met a creature like me before right they come from these nice suburbs and I'm passing by I say hey look uh, coffee stain got on my ticket I can't get on the train today that's his investment for his scam is to get the buy one ticket 14 bucks. Ruin it somehow. He said, hey, I just spilled coffee. He won't take my ticket. Can you help me get another ticket? Seven bucks. Oh, sure. And he's got luggage. It's a complete scam. He's got luggage, right? He's traveling. He's like dressed nicely, right? He's like, but hey, help me out. Everyone gives him seven bucks, seven bucks. The guy made 52K, he said, one year. 
He never made more money working legitimately. What does it mean when we say Allah has no partner? It quite simply means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has no need for help. He does not have to consult with anybody to make a decision. Okay, There's no obstacle in front of him. And there's no one worthy of worshipping beside him. Shaykh says, why do we have time of acceptance of dua? And we're able to call Allah anytime. Why not have more dua acceptance at all times? It's a good question. Human nature, it needs to focus. Okay? If I tell you, pray five times a day at any time, I guarantee you, all of us, within a few weeks, we will be not praying at all. Why? Because we will all delay our prayers until the end of the day. Then we're going to be tired one day. Second day, third day, by the few weeks, within a few weeks, we will have so many days of prayer, of debt to pray, that we're just going to be so demoralized, we won't pray at all. We'll be just like, that's too much. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if He told every one of us, you have to pray exactly at this time, we also can't pray, because what if I'm busy at that time? What if I'm sleeping at that time? What if I'm at work at that time? I'm doing a surgery. So when Allah Ta'ala puts us a window and He says, don't pray before this time, but you better pray after the, before this time, that is what works. Prayer times works. Okay, So w- the idea of windows works. If we say it's accepted at all times, then nothing's special. Right? Nothing is special. But if you say only pray at that time, then you feel cut off from your Lord. So Allah has a middle way. You can pray at any time. And you can, drug can be accepted at any time. But these windows of acceptance, it allows us to focus. Also allows us to do something together. Because if ibadah is accept, if you could pray five times a day, just everyone pray at any time you want. When would we ever agree on a jama'ah? Right? We'd never agree on when to do jama'ah prayer, group prayer. Likewise dua. If we know that this is a time of dua, well, let's together and encourage ourselves. Okay? Or at least, it takes energy to make du'a. When, when is the best time to use this energy? That's the concept. And tomorrow we have one of those. It's Wednesdays between Dhuhr and Asr, which we're going to make du'a. We always do a du'a here. What is the ruling on non-alcoholic beer? If it is used for the intention of imitating the you know, kuffar, then that's not allowed. But it would be makru maximum. Let's say a guy, he's, he's, he's always been around these people who drink beer and he wants to drink it. But he says, I also want to, I don't want to disobey Allah. And he takes halal beer. Makru maximum. What if a guy, he was not a Muslim? I mean, he, and then he became a Muslim. He's like, there's still love of beer, but I, wanna, I don't want to disobey my new religion. So he drinks this halal beer. Okay. It's not makruh for him. He's getting off of alcohol. So you see the difference? Someone raised up all Islamic uh, environment, then he gets a fetish for beer drinking because he sees all the kuffar on TV drinking beer and he wants to be like them. That's different for him. So you see how each person differs? Does a dream take a long time to come to fruition? 
it could take however Allah wants. Sayyidina Yaqub took 40 years. His dream, Sayyidina Yusuf's dream happened 40 years after. The Prophet's dream of Umrah happened one year after. ABCDEF says, how does one take the hate out of his heart regarding his father since he left them? He abandoned him when I was nine years old. And he came back 20 years later. Still selfish, saying bad things. Uh, look at his problems. If you want your hatred for someone to go away, this is a great advice somebody gave me. If you hate somebody and you want that hatred out of your heart, look at their problems. Look at how they were raised. Maybe they were raised in a really messed up way. Maybe they went through a lot of messed up things. Like People don't become messed up for no reason. They got messed up for a reason. right? Even spoiled kids, it's abuse. Spoiling kids is a form of abuse because you never teach them limits. You never teach them discipline. You never teach them how to not have whatever you want all the time. So you have to look at their problems. You have enemies at work. Try to think about their family problems. They're probably so mean at work because they, they got family problems at home. Okay. Prince Matthew says, Can you make a video detailing the prayer in our method? I have one that is a series it is not necessarily detailed, but it's enough. Right? Could you put the link at Safina Sadi YouTube channel, How to Pray? It's one long video, but it's also broken up. Okay. Shockwave, the new X Men. Can you come down to Atlanta soon? Well, Ryan's coming to Atlanta. Where's your conference, Ryan? That's straight up right in Atlanta. But is it at a masjid? No, uh, I'm not sure. You, you can see Ryan at the YM conference in Atlanta. Become young. You're already a Muslim. And if you're young, then you qualify as a young Muslim. YM. Ryan, is, is it public that you're a group leader? Okay. It's not public that Ryan's a group leader for YM. Uh, Brid oh, no, no. Hillsborough. This, this thing isn't public. The, oh, the thing is not public. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not public. So... Uh, it's not pu this event is not public so you can't just walk in but you can stand outside the door and say Ryan come out <laughs> like the old days uh, when people wanted to uh, to talk to others so how to pray is a full video and a playlist okay I put in one big video that's about an hour but there's also a playlist okay Khadija I think there are many there may be some courses to get skydiving license where you can tra get training on the ground and then skydive by yourself. Might be available, but worth a check if it's important. Khadija trying to save Michelle Gonzalez's vacation, which we gave the fatwa against. It's not really a fatwa. But. Plan C. What's the best, the highest fit book you've studied? Well, right now... I'm studying with Sheikh Mahmoud, Aqrab al-Masalik. Sophia Lahyan says, there's so much news out there. What do you recommend we should keep ourselves updated with on a regular basis? Um, I have, I'm not good at news. My wife gets me the news. She tells me what's important. I don't read news. I don't, I don't look at the news. Because... When I look at a website, I'm, my, the first thing that comes to my mind is that there are editors in this website. 
they want me reading this, right? What's in it for them? Why do they want my attention going here? Why are they using this word for the headline? Why are they putting this news first and this news fifth? My head always goes to that. Assuming I'm being, you're always being driven somewhere, right? Everyone's driving everyone with their agenda. I have an agenda, right? It's the dean. CNN has an agenda. Fox has an agenda. So I'm semi-trustworthy. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very skeptical, right, about that angle of things. So as a res- end of the result, I end up not, not reading the news, to be honest with you. When's your next clubhouse talk? Probably next week. Not this Friday, but probably the one after that with Celebrate Mercy. All right, who else we got here? Can we pray behind something, someone... Okay, you cannot pray behind somebody who explicitly says something which is a bid'ah, in aqidah. But if he doesn't say it, we're not allowed to just assume it. We don't just assume. Everyone is innocent. Bara'atul dhimma. Every Muslim is innocent until proven otherwise. Even if he looks like he has the signs of, or I should say, unless he has a clear sign of a muqtada. I mean, a guy comes to, to pray, and he, he says, Ali waliullah, and he puts a rock. You know he's a Shia, so you can't pray behind him. But a regular Muslim, and you, there's no reason to suspect him, and you say maybe he has some leaning, or he quoted someone, Innocent until he's explicit about it. Yusuf says, is there any way we can see your schedule of your live shows? Yusuf, it's Monday through Thursday, 1.30 p.m. Facebook, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. YouTube is the best one so far. But also, um, uh, whatchamacallit? Uh, August is going to be spotty, to be honest with you. There are two breaks that I have in August, two things I have to do in August. So August will be spotty, but we're going to put a calendar. I'll make a whole calendar, Ryan, of nothing but facts. And you'll see, everyone will get the whole calendar. Well, you guys are also asking about your live shows, unaffiliated. Oh, unaffiliated. Okay, yeah, well, we'll have to do that. Like Connecticut. Yeah, like, oh, Connecticut. Anyone here from Connecticut? I can't see the Instagrammers. I know there are some Instagrammers in Connecticut. Okay. But I'm going to be in Connecticut. Stamford, Connecticut. Friday. For Juma. Then there's Women's Halakha. Then there's Community. General Community Halakha. Then there's Brothers Lunch after Juma too. Shockwave. The new X-Man. How would you advise a leader of the MSA where students try to argue against gender separation, not imitating kufar, not vaping, other issues like these? Try to get support from your local imams. Okay? Don't try to do it by yourself. Get your advice. Get their advice. Hey, what should what battle should I fight? Can you come and speak on this issue? Speak about that issue. Try to get support from your local imams. For windows of acceptance, should we f- wait until a window comes, even if we're inspired to make du'a? No, you should not wait. You should make du'a when you're inspired. How can one remain humble? Or at least practice being humble with increase in knowledge. How can you remain humble? Look at the achievements of others compared to yours. Vanti view, what have you achieved in life? Right? Compare that with the achievements of others. Then we all will become very humble. Cool guy, is there a consensus or agreement on good bidah? 
I just put it on my Twitter page. Yasser Qadi put the summary that Ibn Hajar, and it was, for example, um, uh, Sultan al-Ulama, Aiz ibn Abdul Salam, al-Shafi'iyya mainly, they have the consensus that when the Prophet said, Kullu bid'atin dalala, he meant every deviation from Islam is a dalala. Every new deviation from Islam. Not every new matter. And we, he quoted Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab that a new matter came up in his time. In ibadah, taraweeh. And he said it's good. And he cites Ibn Hajar saying about many things that are new in Islam that have a good impact. And they are not specifically of the deen, but generally of the teaching of the deen. Slight alteration to make things work and to make things better. Why? You say, oh, well, isn't the deen complete? Yes, the deen is complete with the Prophet's sunnah. But the world changed. And with the subtle changes of the world, there needed to be subtle adjustments in the ummah using the nusus. This was 50%, you could say, or maybe half of the ulama had that view. The other half had the other view, which is all bid'ah or dalala. Okay. So go to my Twitter page and you'll see it there. Sayyid Muhammad Daniel wants to see Ryan and As. It's not As, Ayn Alif Saad, <laughs> like Amr ibn As. No, it's As, O-Z. All right. Shockwave, the new X-Man, is going to be going to Atlanta looking for a Swede. He's going to be looking for Ryan. Uh, Adnan, I emailed you about speaking at Mist. I'll check my email, inshallah. If I make du'a for a spouse and I don't have the asbab, will Allah answer my du'a? The answer is yes, but you have to check the try to get the asbab simultaneously. You don't have to have the asbab when you ask for something. The first proof of that is Allah saying, whatever you make du'a for, permitting, you can make du'a for anything. Secondly, Sayyidina um, uh, Zakariya made du'a for something that he did not have the asbab for, and he got the answer. So you don't always have to have the means. So you can make du'a for it anyway. Try to get the means in the meantime. Muslima says, when is the next Safina Society podcast? Well, I mean, we haven't podcasted in ages because our schedules don't line up. I mean, we're here working all day. They come in at night, so we can't do it. We'll see when we're going to do it again. All right. Ibrahim Khan, how can one become more eloquent in, use, in speech, according to the Qur'an and Sunnah, listen to good lectures of scholars. Eminem, yes, Ryan is a Swede. Well, he's American, but he's four generations back from his dad's side. Swedish. What is a fasiq e molin in today's time? What does molin mean? Mu'alin? Public? What is molin? Fasiq e molin meaning mu'alin, public? I don't know what he meant by that. So, um, A, B, C, D, F, G, clarify what you meant by e molin. If a Muslim's knowledge and understanding of dua increase at a particular point, does that show it is a part of Allah's plan, wanting to give you what you're asking? Many have said that, yes. إِذَا أُلْهِمَ الْإِجَابَ أُلْهِمَ الدُّعَى هَيَّ اللَّهُ لَهُ الْإِجَابَ this is a saying from some of the scholars. If you're asking for something repeatedly over and over with intensity and your Islam is, your deen is getting better, that means Allah is preparing for you the answer. And Allah knows best. 
Prince Matthew, when we came back from Umrah, there was a Sufi group, prayed with us, a jama'ah on their own. They ignored the jama'ah. No, uh, that's not right. 789XYZ. How does a lady repent after falling into zina with a non-Muslim? Can you make dua for a young Muslim lady for protection and how to keep them on the right path? Allah accepts all tawbah. And you purify yourself with haya. Your sin and your purification have to be linked. If I sin with my tongue, I don't, my, I don't purify myself by doing good deeds with my hand. Right? If I sin by backbiting my neighbor, the purification of my sin is by saying good things about my neighbor. If I sin by cursing, my purification is by reciting istighfar. If I sin by listening to music, the purification is by listening to Quran. So if you sin by doing zina, the purification is use all the limbs of zina. So your eyes did zina first, so your eyes should look at the Quran. Okay. Your body did zina, that means cover your body. That means someone looked at your body, right? Cover your body. All right. Get involved in the topic of haya, modesty. I'm a big fan of this, this concept, and many people, all right, they don't like it. They don't like modesty. I love it. All right. I think it's a preserver of life and family. Okay. So stay away from men. Lower your gaze. Make them lower the gaze from you. Dress properly. So that's how that's how you would purify yourself. You looked at haram. Use your eyes to look at the Quran in recitation. Okay. You, you your body went to a building that you probably shouldn't have been there. So take your body to the masjid instead to get purified. Right. That person was all over you. Put wudu water all over you. Make wudu often. Stay on wudu all the time. With every limb that you did, something wrong that you did do the opposite good deed and have trust that Allah will accept the tawbah Sophia says did you stop the podcast and replace it with MBF pretty much but not officially stop the podcast we'll podcast again in our break time but there's just so much going on that like we have this in the daytime we have the seminary here at night which is not online so we just got really busy we, we, we gotta get the guys back for podcast um, in today's time uh, let me say something this brother asked a good question ABCDEFG okay halal alphabet soup over here ABCDEFG this guy some people they sins in public such as the, pri- the, 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 the mayor of Blackburn mayor of Blackburn takes his picture with the LGBT frame around his head Smiling, honestly, like a fool. And then he gets publicly shamed and people say, oh, why don't you give him nasiha in private? That's not how it works. You don't understand. There is even a hadith of Allah swearing a punishment upon people who witness public sins and they hide it. And they don't say anything. If someone is sinning in public, it's because he has no shame. 
We'll give him some. You have no shame, right? You're doing this in public, smiling. All right, we'll give you some shame. He should be publicly shamed. When someone comes on uh, some HBO, Netflix, and says something that's not appropriate, right? Or let's say he says a racist remark, a homophobic remark. Does Netflix then have a private meeting with him? Or do they openly, in front of everybody, we have discontinued his contract, right? When Johnny Depp was accused of basically beating up his wife, it turned out that that's not true, right? At least that's what the court says. But at the time, he was accused of beating up his wife. Did Disney quietly cut his contract or very publicly we have discontinued him he is no longer pirates of the caribbean jack sparrow right publicly the right reaction to a public sin is a public reaction you did it in public okay if someone poses for to be to be beautiful or handsome at a magazine why are you posing as a model to be handsome for people to look at you. You had just opened it up for people to also criticize you, right? That you put yourself out there to be looked at. Okay? So it does make sense now. You want to be a model, then everyone will comment. No, his he has a double chin. Oh no, his one eye is different than the other. You op- that, that, that being halal or haram, forget that comment. We don't make fun of the creation of Allah, but you open yourself for that. Likewise, when someone is a public fasiq, there has to be a public reaction. What kind of ummah? What kind of ummah are we? That this a person could go doing something so wrong in front of everybody and altering, really, altering the norms and no reaction? Oh, go give him nasiha in private. Nasiha in private is someone who has an issue that is not shamelessly boasting about it in public. Like, if, I, if there's a brother who has bad breath, in, bad breath in the community, and we all know him, he doesn't realize he has bad breath. How, we tell him, brother, go use the miswak. Privately, you tell him that. Could you brush your teeth? Could you use gum? Right? Get a miswak. Someone who smells bad. Someone who backbites. He's innocent in the sense that he doesn't know what he's doing. Right? But when someone willingly, knowingly, he's doing something wrong in public, he's doing that because he doesn't have shame. So we have to help him by giving him some shame. Next time around, he's going to be embarrassed to do this. That's how it works. So don't, and this is so called spiritual gaslighting that someone does, oh brother, where's your adab? Oh brother, he has a father and a family and kids, he has a wife at home. You're embarrassing him. Oh, brother, give him nasiha on the side. You're ignorant. That's not how you do it. He openly did it. That means he openly should be criticized. We ask Allah afia for everybody, right? There's no doubt about that. But if someone openly does something, there has to be an open reaction. And of course, we should soften in the sense that we make dua for the person, but he still should be embarrassed. He doesn't have shame. He's miskeen. If someone doesn't have money, you give him money. If someone has bread, no water, you give him water, not bread, right? So this person has no shame. So we have to give him some by publicly shaming him. That's how it works.
Blackburn, according to M, not here 9-11. I'm from Blackburn. This pride festival was ambushed on the Muslim community. Blackburn has one of the largest communities, Muslim communities in the UK. Then he's a fool then. Why did he put the frame on his face? He's going to lose votes then. So it's not good for his deed. What did he gain out of this? With a white beard, that means Ibadah 50, 60 years. Down the toilet. He also took pics, according to Hasib Mir, standing with what appears to be transsexuals, like drag queens. I mean, quit your mayorship. If the mayorship means, oh, let's take a picture with the drag, local, local drag queen. Something's wrong with you. At that age, your fitrah should be saying, no. I'm, the guy's got a white beard. He's one step away from his grave. I bet if JK, JFK did this, people would be like, what's up with this guy? What's uh, up with JFK? Back in the day, if JFK took a picture next to a drag queen, they'd put him in a mental asylum. You have one foot in the grave. Hadji, Uncle Saab, whoever you are. Wake up. Resign. Spend the next year making Telba from your humiliation. Quit all this. You are about to die. We are all about to die. Right? But some people are more about to die than others. Because statistically speaking, right? Like, if we die, it could be by accident. Other people could die by accident and natural causes. So it's fair to say when you're older, you're closer to death than when you're younger. Generally speaking. Although any of us could die. We ask Allah Ta'ala not to test us with these bala and these fitan. Wallahi, these are fitan. Yes, be nice to him. They want us to be compassionate. Tell him to be compassionate with himself. He's putting himself in Jahannam. Tell him to be compassionate with his grandkids, who he is embarrassed. He's just embarrassed. All oh, your, your grandkids go to school. The teacher's looking at you now. Your kids come into school. The classmates are looking. What's wrong with your dad? Allah. Going with Qawmi Lutz? He embarrassed himself. I'm not embarrassing him. He should really, honestly, if I'm him, I find an excuse. I go to some country, Dubai. I leave the country. Write a letter. I've resigned my post. Okay? Don't ask about me. Don't call me. And I spend the next year making toba from this nonsense so that the death that's coming to you soon, Israel is coming to you soon. I don't want to ruin this. I want when Israel comes, that I want that to be a good day. Israel, medical mode. Isn't he coming to all of us? Isn't this the most inevitable? It's no atheist, no munafiq, no Jew, no Christian, no Hindu will disagree that you're going to die. Right? We all agree. It's an absolute 110% guarantee. Don't you want that to be a good day? And it is a good day for many mu'mineen. Many, many, many. Salihin. Awliya'illah. Regular Muslims. You think he's regular Muslim. Indallahi wali. Salih. Pure. Taqi, naqi. Pure from this stuff. Min al-kaba'ir. We're not saying this person is ibadah all 24 hours a day. No. He just stayed away from kaba'ir. Clean your heart from hasad. That's it. It's not that hard. Then Israel comes. He comes in a beautiful form. A doctor can come to you smiling. Nurse will take care of you. Yes, it's going to hurt. There's going to be some prick. The doctor tells you, the anesthesiologist, uh, you're going to feel a little bit of a prick, and then you're going to have a nice long sleep. That's surgery, right? 
you get a little prick. Likewise, he's going to take your soul. That's what it's going to be like. Come in a beautiful form, calming you down, smiling at you. Yes, reaching into your heart and taking your soul is not going to be easy. Right? You're going to be a bit nervous. But it's, it's, he's easing it for you. And it's a wonderful day for you. Okay? Don't you want that for yourself? Isn't that better than being a mayor and then not knowing how you die? And he comes in the form of like darkness, smoke, and fire, and he does not care at all about your feelings. And he snatches that soul and tears it away because your soul is so attached to your body because of your sins. And he's ripping and ripping and ripping and tearing away. He could care less about what you... Stop whining. I don't care about your crying and your screaming. You can't even scream. The pain is so bad. Okay? And he's yanking away. And at the end, when he finally got your soul, he throws it in Jahannam. And it's going to be your grave, but what difference does it make? Jahannam, Adab al-Qabr, at some point, like if someone said to you, hey, I'm going to fire a gun at you. I'm going to fire a gun at you, 100 bullets. Another guy says, 500 bullets. What the heck difference does it make, right? I'm destroyed either way. So you go at in the grave with snakes and adab and fire or jahannam with malaika of adab. What difference does it make? It's all adab, right? So that's what we got to be preparing for. So that's why to me is really upsetting the idea that after all these years as a Muslim and then you make this mistake at the end of, and, and I have husn al when I see a Muslim with a nice big white beard I just have husn al maybe, maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm being having a moment of naivete but when I see a guy he's got a nice big beautiful white beard to me that is something that means, that's an expression of what's in his heart he wants to follow the way of prophets and you come and you ruin it at the end of the day like that? Resign. Okay. Did someone come and force you to hold this? Is there someone behind him with a gun at your head? I mean, I don't know anything about his life or his story. It could be far from what I imagine it to be. But from the image of it, which you put out there, you let yourself... That frame is for people to take pictures of you, right? You put it out there. My assumption is someone who willingly use his own hands Allah gave you these hands you use them to do that makes no sense combined with ilm of maut and iman bi'adhab al-qabr that at the old age we throw it away Seattle Seahawks Seattle Seahawks, 2014. Right at the one-yard line? Uh, I don't want it anymore. I don't want the Super Bowl. Let's just throw the ball so that it could be intercepted instead of giving it. I mean, that's, that's the analogy, basically. I mean, we got... What did they call the guy? What did they call him? The... Uh, the... Marshawn Lynch. What was his nickname? See, the, all the British people have no clue what we're talking about. The Beast Mode? And he's got three chances to go one yard. So what does he do? You know what? Let's just give it to Bill Belichick. Here, let's throw the ball in a predictable pass. Cross pattern. And give the Super Bowl away. What in the world? This is what you did with your Akhirah. 
at this point. So Hasib, you're from there. What's going on with this 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 Uncle Saab? Or whatever, whoever he is. Miskeen. Miskeen. He's must be you can't be that foolish. At that age. Sayyid Muhammad Daniel, there's a guy who is Imam at the Masjid, but he takes ages to pray. Well, you pray on the side then. You're allowed to, to take to go pray on the side. Family doesn't want to take my opinion in deen, says Muhammad Muzammil, because I'm not a alim. Just let your uh, actions be your example. Okay. When are you coming to Dallas? It's been a long time. Dallas, you already got too many shiuch there, right? What am I going to do in Dallas? Okay. Folks, we're going to end at this note. Make dua for this man. Retire. <laughs> You're not going to get reelected. The Muslims will not reelect you in Blackburn. Subhanallah. May Allah not protect, test us with these, these kinds of tests. Very scary, to be honest with you. Very scary to see the Muslim elders being tested like that and to fall face first on such a, such a bala. It's not something you wish on anybody. And uh, I wish that he dies upon tawbah. You know. Excuse me if I have a husn al-dhan and maybe a naive opinion. A uh, naively positive opinion when I see a Muslim like that with a nice big beard, looks trim, mustache, sunnah. Anyway, how do you? Uh, how does a revert start to pray, Ryan? How did you start praying? Um, you got your mic. Start praying. I was watching YouTube videos. You watch YouTube videos, then go to the mosque, right? No, and I just pray next to people. Was that because of COVID? Maybe, okay. but. I was also scared to go to the masjid, but figured figured out how to just pray by watching a YouTube video, yeah. taking a sheet of paper, and when I would pray, I would read the transliteration off the paper. So well, he had his transliteration on a sheet of paper and would read it? Yeah. Okay. All right, and read it and then just f- follow the YouTube videos. When you get confident and go to the masjid, just watch how the people pray, and it'll become second nature after a while. And you keep getting better, little things that you didn't know how to do. All right. Folks, Jazakumullah khairan. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruk wa natubu ilayk. Wal asr. Inna al-insana lafi khusr. Illa al-lazina amanu wa amilu salihat. Wa tawasubu al-haq. Wa